Star Wars 7x7 bonus episode. So here for you is the audio version of the video breakdown of The Last Jedi trailer. Shot by shot, I'm digging in to every last detail. Listen here or check it out on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page as well. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, host of Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. I'm coming at you from the studio in New Hampshire, and the last Jedi trailer just dropped, and so I'm going to take you through it shot by shot, and let's see what we can learn about this awesome movie coming out in December. Yeah, maybe it's a little early to call it awesome, but... Holy cow, they are really doing their best to make it look even better than anything else we've ever seen. And I think they're on to something here. <laughs> I really do. So I'm going to go through this with you shot by shot. And if you're watching this on a replay, I want to say thank you so much for tuning into the replay as well. I want to say thank you so much to the patrons of the podcast that make Star Wars 7x7 possible for you on a daily basis, not just here on video, but on iTunes and Stitcher and all your favorite podcasting apps and whatnot. But without further ado, let's dig right into this. First scene. When I found you. Alright, so that looks like Kylo Ren. Not quite his normal uniform, but certainly does look like his hair, doesn't it? At least the shape of his hair, I think. I don't think it's Snoke. I don't think it's General Hux. We're looking out at the bay, by the way. We're looking out at like a landing bay where there are all sorts of First Order assault craft. You can see over in the right-hand, or excuse me, left-hand side here, we've got some Imperial Walkers. I don't think those are the ATM-6s, or the <laughs> ATM-6s, ATM, is that right? ATM-6, yeah, all-terrain mega-caliber 6. Suddenly it sounded like an ATM machine in my head. Anyway, so we've got... Somebody, probably Kylo Ren, overlooking preparations for an assault, is what I would imagine. When I found you, I saw raw. And we have the actual assault itself, with Kylo Ren's shuttle gliding over the scene on crate with the ATM-6s, and there was one Imperial Walker off in the distance, and then we have this shot. Now, there had been, and I'll roll it back for you a little bit, uh, a note about the Flame Troopers at Newer Comic Con about how they were helping out with clearing out resistance entrenchments. That wasn't the exact language, but resistance entrenchments was. And there are Flame Troopers in here. You can tell by the longer guns right here. Those are the flamethrowers, and that looks like Kylo Ren leading Flame Troopers into something that seems to resemble the red mines of Crate. And speaking of red, now if you look right here, you can see what appears to be the gowns of the Praetorian Guard. So Kylo is hanging out with them, and presumably with Snoke as well. Now I'm going to roll this back here so you can hear the whole line of monologue, dialogue, monologue, whatever it is that Snoke is laying out here, because I think this is rather important. Untamed power. And beyond that, 
Now, I don't think it's a coincidence that we have Ray here because what are the chances that Snoke is actually talking about Ray in this monologue? They kind of set you up to think that maybe he's talking about uh, Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben Solo, a.k.a. Han and Leia's kid, but I think he might be talking about Ray. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about that, too, so share in the comments and let me know. Anyway, we get Ray igniting her lightsaber here. And doesn't this sound like the Imperial March in a way? Before it gets into this. And I thought this was interesting because it looks like Luke and she are now separated by a distance and he's holding the lightsaber. So did she step back from him or did he say something mean that sent her walking away or something like that? I don't know. But let's go on. Now that is something that was shown in set photos that were leaked and this is like almost a, a year ago maybe more than a year ago probably and this is some sort of giant tree thing that you will see the inside of in the minute we've actually seen the inside of it with the teaser trailer as well so there was the bookshelves again that we saw in that uh, original teaser trailer right Hopefully a Journal of the Wills involved in there. And we saw this shot, of course, in the teaser trailer, too. But let me dial back again, and let's hear Ray's line of dialogue. Inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. Something inside her that's always been there, and now it's awake. So there's your Force Awakening. And this is where things get complicated and interesting in this trailer, right here. Now, notice that she is meditating. You remember the meditation thing from the teaser trailer? And then, of course, there's the floating rocks as well. There's her pistol there in the background behind her hand. But Luke was there all along being amazed at how whatever she's doing meditation-wise is able to crack the stone around her. And Luke does not seem to take the dis to this too kindly. And that, of course, is his hand busting out from the rubble of what must be the burning Jedi Academy that we got to see in teasers of The Force Awakens, actually. Not just The Last Jedi, but also way back to The Force Awakens, too. And there's that scene of the burning of the Academy along with Luke collapsing next to R2-D2. We've seen variations on this shot multiple times. Let's go back again for Luke one more time just so we can hear the full line of dialogue. How about that for dramatic, right? So presumably he's talking about Ben Solo, right? When he saw that kind of raw power, like that would really be the the best guess, the, really the only assumption you could make about it. So the fact that he sees that in Ray, now we know <laughs> that we have the real deal happening between the two of them. Now we get to see Kylo Ren with his mask on for the first time. So he actually is rocking the mask, at least for part 
of the movie, but it doesn't seem like it will be for very long. Now, I want to point out a couple of things here for you. So, when he smashes the helmet like that, do you remember in the teaser trailer where you saw the helmet and it was mangled and it was on the floor someplace and there was, like, shattered glass around it and stuff? Well, I think we just saw how that happened. And I also want to call attention to his scars for you. So, you can see how that, like, patch stuff right there, like, he's got some <laughs> something that's been added there. That's not treatment from a Bacta tank or anything like that. That's just... Um, you know, some sort of advanced band-aid they basically put on his face. And it comes into play because we're going to see it in the next set of scenes. There he is in the cockpit of his TIE silencer, and you can see that he has that slice of gray bandage on his face. So whatever this scene is, it's happening very quickly after his, his time smashing his own helmet. And the running idea, I think, around this is that what we're seeing is the evacuation of Dakar, the evacuation of the resistance base, and the First Order is amassing as many ships as they can possibly get into the area to go attack the resistance and try and snuff them out because, of course, Snap Wexley blew it when he went on his reconnaissance mission to Starkiller Base in The Force Awakens, and he actually let the First Order know where he had come from, led him right back to Dakar, to the resistance base, and so now we have to deal with the aftermath of that, which is probably how the movie itself is going to kick off, right? So, we've got Kylo Ren doing all sorts of damage here. And if you look in the background here, you can see a large, I'm drawing my uh, cursor error over it, there's a large First Order capital ship back here. It uh, could be one of the dreadnoughts. It looks like it's got that flat sort of structure to it. So it's possible it's that First Order dreadnought that's supposed to have the orbital cannons that rain down damage on ground-based targets. Could be a regular Star Destroyer of theirs too, but I have a feeling it's a dreadnought. And he is doing massive damage, Kylo Ren is, to all sorts of Republic, or excuse me, Resistance capital ships. And now he gets fancy flying into what looks like a landing bay. These reminded me of the landing bays in Battlestar Galactica, where you could fly in and out of them on the side, because it looks like he's able to do that here. Alright, so now we're going to roll this back a little bit because you need to hear, of course, his whole bitter monologue. Alright, so... While we talk about this, I'm going to freeze on Carrie Fisher's beautiful face because, oh my gosh, this doesn't look like it's happening at the same time, okay? Everybody looks too calm behind her, okay? But she senses something. This is what it appears to be, whether she's looking at something on screen or what. I don't know, but I don't think these are necessarily happening at exactly the same time. It did look like when we saw that brief shot, and I'll roll it back here a little bit, of, let's see, where is it? And there's his fingers on the trigger, and there it is right there. So it looks like he's trying to target something that is maybe the bridge of a capital ship, so possibly Leia's under threat at this particular moment. 
Seems like it might be the case. But who is Kylo Ren talking to when he is delivering this monologue? Obviously, he's not talking while he's flying the ship, so that in itself is rather fascinating. And uh, is it... I mean, who is it going to be? Is it going to be Phasma? No. Is it going to be Finn? No. It's possibly going to be Rey. I mean, who else would he be talking to like this? He's not going to talk to Snoke like this. He's not going to talk to Hux like this. So I can't imagine who else he could be talking to except Rey. And that really messes with your head when you hear him deliver this whole set of dialogue anyway. So one more time, imagine that he's saying all this to Rey. So he's saying, let the past be the past and kill it, and it's the only way to become who you're meant to be. So I think we're going to have a very interesting showdown between Kylo and Rey, showdown part two, based on that whole business. Now, let's continue to move on. All right, so we've got... What does this look like to you? To me, it looks like crate. It looks like we've got more of the red mining type stuff and there are all these caverns because this was actually a uh, a place where they were doing lots of mining in the old days before the dark times before <laughs> the uh before the uh rebellion before the empire like what have you you know and yeah you got a falcon flying through there so that means the falcon's going to crate which is pretty awesome it means that they're leaving octu at some point but who is leaving octu well We know Chewie is leaving, and... And a Porg, so now you know what a Porg sounds like. Here we go again. And, yeah, we're assuming, of course, that that's actually happening simultaneously, obviously. They could be flying around somewhere else. He might not even be flying at all. He might be just doing routine maintenance checks and the Porg is making noise, all right? But, yeah, I have a feeling that once that thing leaves Octu, there's still going to be some Porgs kicking around the inside of the Falcon. Like, there's just no getting rid of them, right? Anyway, what I notice here, though, is what we don't get to see, and I'll roll it back a couple of shots here too. So you see Chewbacca in the co-pilot's chair, but the camera is very specifically not panning over to the pilot's seat, so we don't know who is actually flying it. And, let's just go one step further, is there anybody operating a, a turret on the Millennium Falcon, whether it's the top one or the belly one that needs to be fixed, right? Ah, I don't know, this must mean that at least Ray is leaving Crate, and wouldn't it be something if they brought Luke along for the ride? I don't know how they're going to convince him to get on the ship, but I suppose that's a possibility. Let's keep going. Alright, so that has to be a, <laughs> a huge shot from a First Order capital ship hitting a fleeing resistance ship. And then you've got Poe Dameron here, shocked at what he's seeing, and some uh, resistance folks in the background as well. This right here is the booster on the back of his X-Wing that we saw a brief picture of in Empire magazine. It was described as something to help him fly much quicker when he's engaging the First Order. 
And it's a little difficult to tell, but he's flying across capital ships here, I believe, as well, whether it's dreadnoughts or star destroyers or battle cruisers. Hard to say. We'll roll you back and give you his full line of dialogue here in a second. So he's saying, you have a spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the First Order down? Who's he talking about there? I have a feeling we know that man right there, he would have to be talking about Finn. I'm going to roll you back again another moment here. I want to show you somebody here. Oh, there is the X-Wing. And that certainly looks like Dakar, right? That looks very blue, even though he couldn't see the rings. All right, and I want to point out the person in the background behind Finn there. Based on the hair, based on just on the shape, I'm guessing that's Billy Lord. That looks like Lieutenant Connix, which would also be Carrie Fisher's daughter in real life. So she is showing up in this briefly now. But no Rose and no Paige in this trailer anywhere. Also no General Hux as well. So that was a little bit uh, disappointing. If you you know had to be disappointed about something, I guess you could be disappointed about that. I wasn't overall disappointed at all by this, but. Now we have Phasma with her spear, and we have Finn with one of those uh, Z6 riot batons, and he's wearing the First Order uniform that we saw in the um, in the te not the teaser, excuse me, the behind the scenes reel for the Last Jedi that was released at uh, D23. And I guess in retrospect, you know, looking at him like this, maybe he was actually the one standing there at the very beginning of the trailer. Let's see, we're at 140 right now. Let's jump back because you see the the outline of that uniform it's just the hair doesn't seem to match right so there it is like it's eh, the same kind of thing but yeah that's definitely not Finn's hair unless he's wearing some sort of helmet or something like that I doubt it but anyway let's get it back to the 140 where we were hang on a second close enough for government work so there's Phasma with her spear and a lot of chaos going around wherever they are Finn with his riot baton and now when you look around, you can see that this is actually on that First Order ship. You can actually see Scout Walkers, like modified Scout Walkers in the background there. You can see up in the top right or top left here, you can see TIE Fighters. You can see Walkers over on the top right. So this is inside the ship here. And what puts me in mind about this is, you know, I think it was the, the D23 Expo, the one where they showed uh, Galaxy's Edge, the big Star Wars land model for Disney World and Disneyland, but they also had a couple of exhibits for The Last Jedi too, including one of those First Order fleet transports and an astromech involved that uh, transports people across giant ships, and there was a reference to the BB-9E, the evil BB-8 model <laughs> that has uh, like you know codes and other information that they need to basically hack into first order ships so i have a feeling like this has something to do with all of that like finn is on a first order ship because they had some particular mission that they had to carry out and they needed to hack various astromechs and whatnot to be able to make it happen but obviously he's been caught and now he's having to face down phasma as part of all of this you know when you see this in slow motion like this or stopped you kind of wonder why Phasma just doesn't jab him in the side right there. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, let's keep it going. That's powerful. And Phasma looks like she's not having any of it. Now we have, let's see, resistance bombers. And that looks like a flatter situation. So this is probably one of the first order dreadnoughts here. 
And let's see, we've got TIE Fighters around here as well. That looks like a capital ship about to... Is that it's about to smash into the thing? Oh no, that's a resistance bomber that's being destroyed. And BBH is flying around it. Now these guys are beautiful, and we saw these in the last Jedi's behind-the-scenes reel at D23. So this looks like it's on crate, and it looks like we've got blast doors about to drop down, and so all these little uh, crate wolves are running for cover, and Luke is giving some ominous <laughs> warning to Rey here. And it's very difficult to see from this angle, but this is definitely the blast doors from crate. And it's hard to tell what we are seeing out in the distance there. Uh, not very much at all. But there is Leia herself. So we know that Leia makes it to Crate at some point. And that tells us a little bit more about, about what she's able to do or not do in the story. Clearly she makes it off to Kara safely and she's able to get to Crate and is you know, directing the forces from there. Big question though is whether she is just directing the resistance forces or is she now also the de facto voice of the Republic as well since all the Republic leadership has been destroyed by the First Order now who is there left to speak for the Republic for the New Republic and all the worlds involved in it I mean she might be the one and so I'm gonna roll back to Luke's line in just a moment here but this is more of the underwater stuff that we saw hints of in The Last Jedi uh, behind the scenes reel and so far nothing weird in there other than she just kind of had to dive into some other underground place to find where Luke was alright so let's roll it back there we see Finn where it looks like he's been captured but here is Luke saying something very dire alright let's try that again So what is not going to go the way who thinks? And we assume this is Ray that he's talking to, especially since we see the first part of him delivering that line. So every reason to think that this is Ray. What is he talking about? Like, what is she going to do? Is he talking about her deciding to run off and help the resistance at Crate, maybe? I mean, that would be my guess, but... I'm sure there are lots of other things like actually facing down Kylo Ren, maybe trying to convert him to the light side of the Force, and that's not going to go how well, um, or as well as uh, she thinks it will. I don't think she knows anything about Snoke at this point, so there's no reason for us to think that it has anything to do with him unless Luke is actually talking about Snoke to her at all. Don't know if that's the case yet. And we're going to have to go back because Snoke is also giving us some very interesting dialogue. But I want to show you here inside what looks to be the uh, a landing bay, a staging area for a First Order assault. So we see tons of officers. It looks like you've got snowtroopers over on the left-hand side there. And some heavy, uh, heavily armored First Order troopers in center screen. You've got all of the uh, other facilities. You've got TIE fighters on the racks in the ceiling. You've got scout walkers over on your right-hand side. You've got the old-school Imperial walkers back here on your right-hand side. And then we go to Crate with there's Kylo Ren's shuttle again and the Mega Caliber 6 Imperial walkers lumbering along. 
See, that shot right there of a TIE fighter getting shot, we saw something like that in the teaser for The Last Jedi, and the Falcon had shot it down, but we didn't necessarily know where the Falcon was. Now I think we have a clearer picture of this. I think it is the Falcon on crate coming to the rescue, and yet no Falcon in this shot, unfortunately. So, but ski speeders on the attack. And our first good look at Snoke, and ooh, does he look like an ugly son of a gun. Oh, man. All right, so let's roll it back in. Let's hear his line of dialogue, all right? What the heck was that? He's saying, fulfill your destiny. It's probably not right when this thing is happening, but wow, what is he doing to her? Like, he has her, like, frozen in place, like, bent over, arched, like, he's gonna break her back. Oh, man, and we've got a Praetorian guard off on the right-hand side here. So this was hinted at in Force Friday, or at Force Friday, with the big BB-8 playset that they released, and when you popped it open, it was Snoke's mobile command center, and Rey was actually depicted on the box for that giant playset, and so that is, and that was something back on September 1st where everybody was like, what is this about? Is Rey actually going to meet up with Snoke at some point in this thing? Well, now it's official, she is actually going to have some sort of showdown with Snoke, and who is he talking about, about fulfilling destiny, right? Fulfill your destiny? Could be her, could be Kylo Ren, but what if it is her that he's talking about? And what if she was the one that he, that he found? Um, the line about, about uh, seeing her raw power, and, you know, is he the person who would drop her off with somebody like Ankar Plutt? I mean, that kind of makes a little more sense, doesn't it? Like, if you had to imagine between Snoke and Luke Skywalker finding Rey and saying, we got to stash Rey somewhere where nobody's going to find her, who's more likely to stick her in the care of Ankar Plot? Somebody like Luke or somebody like Snoke? Personally, I think it would be Snoke. So, you know, the First Order is kicking around the Unknown Regions, kidnapping babies and raising them for to be First Order Stormtroopers, but they've got to be finding... Force-sensitive kids in the unknown regions as well, and so, you know, maybe this is what they're doing with them. Maybe they're stashing them in random places across the galaxy just in case they need to pick them up for some reason. Like maybe they're putting them in awful circumstances so that way <laughs> they grow up bad and ready to be part of the dark side. I don't know. I'm sure there's probably a more efficient way of doing things, but yeah, this is really making me think that Snoke is the person who found Rey and stashed her someplace, and which would mean that she's not necessarily a Skywalker or a Solo, that she may just be, as she said to Maz Kanata in one of the cutscenes from The Force Awakens, maybe she really is no one. Okay, now, don't freak out, because <laughs> I've been giving this one some thought. I've watched this one a few times over. I don't think these are happening at the same time. So here's Rey, and I think she is talking to Luke on Octu for this one. And then this is definitely 
not happening then. Now look, this is the end of the movie because his scar is mostly healed, right? So we are way past the beginnings of the evacuation of Dakar and anything like that. And this whole thing about him putting his hand out, I'm wondering if this is him reconciling with Leia, with his mom. I mean, yeah, he could be talking to... Gosh... I don't know, he could be talking to, doing this for Ray, just like he was saying, you know, the past and kill it, and it's the only way to be who you really are, like, sure, that's a possibility that this is a part of it too, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he's actually doing this with Mom, and wouldn't it be awful if then he pulls the same stunt with Mom that he did with Dad? I, I can't see him doing it. It seemed like he just didn't have the guts to do it when he was flying his TIE fighter around and they make it look like he was targeting the bridge of the ship that Leia was on. So, yeah, I don't think so. I, I think he's actually going to come around somehow and wouldn't it be strange if there's a, a, a crazy flip where Ray ends up going to the dark side and he flips to the light side and then he has to rescue her from Snoke. Now we're getting a little crazy, right? Anyway, that right there pretty much wraps up the last Jedi trailer for you. Lots of really fascinating things to encourage speculation in different directions that you may not have even considered that I didn't even consider until I saw this trailer. And I have to say that of the seven trailers that have gone before this, this is now the eighth trailer that's been released for any of the movies since Lucasfilm was purchased by Disney, right? So three Force Awakens trailers. Yes, teasers are trailers, okay? Just, you know, one kind of trailer. And then three for Rogue One and one for The Last Jedi, right? And even throw in the behind-the-scenes reels if you want to. I think this one probably had the deepest, most emotional impact of any of the trailers that we've seen so far. I mean, they've all been exciting. They've all kind of jazzed us up as fans, but this one I think is the most challenging emotionally and one of the deeper ones, or most possibly the deepest one emotionally of any that we've seen so far. And so that above all is exciting me tremendously about The Last Jedi. And so here we go coming December 15th. Oh yeah, right there. And tickets are available now. So <laughs> go get your tickets by all means. And I'm sure I don't have to tell you that you've probably already gotten them by now. Anyway, that is going to do it for my breakdown shot by shot of the Last Jedi trailer, the official trailer that came out for October 9th, 2017. My name is Alan Voivod, and if you have not listened to the podcast before, then please do subscribe at sw7x7.itunes or use your favorite podcast app. Chances are you'll find me there as well. This is a daily podcast. Episode 1194 comes out on Tuesday, October 10th, which is a summary of the trailer. It is the top seven takeaways from the Last Jedi trailer. So please do check it out and subscribe to the podcast as well so you can hear more about what's going on in the Star Wars galaxy on a daily basis. It's seven minutes a day at least, seven days a week. It is Destiny Unleashed. Again, I am Alan Voivod, host of Star Wars 7x7. Thank you again for watching. If you watched the replay all the way through, thank you so much for watching on the replay as well. Thank you so much to the patrons who support this podcast day in and day out. And if you would like to become a patron and support a daily podcast that has been going for three years and change, yeah, you don't get to 1194 episodes without doing this for a while, then please check out patreon.com slash sw7x7. And with that, we're going to call it a night. 
Thank you so much for watching and listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7, and hey, before you take a blind shot at a Sarlacc tentacle, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a little higher, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.